Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first Reaching Out with Breach podcast of the year. We hope everyone had an amazing holiday season. We are super excited to pick right back up where we left off, bringing to you discussions and topics surrounding prevention and recovery for all. Today, we have our very own youth recovery leader, Karen Brooks. Today, Karen will be discussing the overlap between human trafficking and substance abuse, and also will be answering some questions surrounding the topic. So for starters, Karen, can you tell us what it is you do with REACH and more about your role as a youth recovery leader? Yes, so I started in REACH at REACH in August. I am a youth recovery mentor, so I work with students between the ages of 13 and 21 um, to just help them create and maintain goals of sobriety as well as meet their own expectations as and like go beyond them. I also plan and coordinate sober living events. And so that can look like giving them positive alternatives um, to do on a Friday night. So we might rent out a movie theater or um, creating new habits. So right now we're partnering with a boxing club and allowing our students to go and box. Fun. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and just jump right into the questions. Um, so for our first question, can you explain for those um, who may not know what human trafficking and substance abuse um, is? Yes. So human trafficking is when an individual is taken against their will. Um, so it, as defined by the United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime, it is the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring or receipt of persons by means of threat of or force or other forms of coercion, abduction or fraud. Um, so basically, it is when somebody is taken against their will. It might not always seem as if they've been taken against their will, but they are doing and performing acts um, and not receiving any of the benefits or the payment for those. And so a lot of times when you hear human trafficking, the first thing you think of is sex trafficking. Um, and so when somebody is being sex, sex trafficked, none of the money that they're making is actually kept by them. A lot of times it's kept by their pimp or their whoever is trafficking them. And then there's also labor trafficking, which is when somebody is forced into labor against their will and is not being paid. And if they are paid, it's very minimal and it's going towards their debt, which seldomly is ever attainably paid off. And then substance use disorder occurs um, when the recurrent use of alcohol and or drugs causes clinically significant impairment, including health problems, disabilities, and failure to meet major responsibilities at work or school. So um, can you dive a little deeper into um, the, overlap, the overlapping of the two and what uh, most people may not know when it comes to how these two may correlate? Yeah, so substances and human trafficking actually go hand in hand. Um, there have actually been national stories of women being trafficked and forced on to things such as heroin or cocaine um, to basically create a dependency. And so what will happen is that individual might use substances to cope, but also it might be something used by um, their trafficker to maintain control over the individual. Um, so naturally coping with traumatic events. So when you're being forced into doing things that you don't necessarily want to do, you might want to numb out. And so these drugs allow that avenue. Um, whereas when the trafficker is using it to cause a dependency, it might look like 
forcing them to take the drugs over and over and over again so that they become dependent on it. And then the only way for them to be able to get it is from the trafficker. Um, A lot of times when we're talking about individuals and human trafficking, it's really easy for us to, or in the sex industry specifically, it's really easy for us to say, oh, they're doing it to themselves or they want to be there or they're grown and they can do whatever they want. Um, But there's, there's typically a lot more going on that we don't see behind the scenes. Right. Right. I actually seen it on um, a lot of movies. The one movie that comes to mind is Taken. And when he went to go look for his daughter, like, yeah, they, everybody was it was it was bad. Yeah. All right. So what are some um, myths or misconceptions about human trafficking and substance abuse? Yeah, um, I think for one, like I already said, a lot of people think that these individuals are just choosing to do these things. Um, A lot of times you'll hear that they're just throwing their lives away or that they're whores or that they're illegal immigrants and things like that are of that nature. Um, And it's really easy to stereotype people when you don't fully recognize what their situation is. Um, Additionally, within our criminal justice system, a lot of times the way that it's set up is that the individual that's being trafficked will also be penalized. Um, So like within the sex industry specifically, um, if you are caught prostituting rather than prosecuting the, the John or the buyer or the trafficker, because it's really hard to find the trafficker a lot of times, um, they'll go after the individual that's prostituting, which then develops a criminal record um, and makes it really hard to get out of the situation that they're in. So rather than looking at them and saying, oh, you're choosing this lifestyle, we need to begin to say, well, how can I help you obtain the lifestyle that you would want? All right. Okay, so um, what are some things that people should know to protect their health and safety? Like help them prevent, prevent from, you know, being in these type of situations or just. Yeah, um, I think that's a really great question. A lot of it is, for one, knowing what the red flags are. Um, I feel like number one is being able to identify human trafficking when it's happening. Um, So a lot of times you hear stories with minors, especially over the Internet. So like Internet relationships. Um, And while some of them are completely innocent, it is important to be able to recognize okay, this person could be a trafficker and it could be happening in your own home and you don't even know it. Um, Also, a lot of times individuals aren't trafficked by complete strangers. So when we think of trafficking, we think, oh, it's somebody being abducted and taken to a foreign country. And while that does happen, a lot of uh, more often than not, it's somebody that is considered a safe person within the person's life. Um, So some common indicators would be living with the employer, poor living conditions, um, multiple people living within a cramped space, um, the inability to speak to the individual alone. So say you are at the doctor's office and you're like, oh, this is a little eerie. Um, I want to speak to the person by themselves and the individual with them won't allow that to happen um, or they're not allowed to speak for themselves at all. Um, When an employer is holding um, their identification documents. So sometimes that'll be used as leverage um, and they might not even know their rights within whatever state or place that they're in. Um, when they're paid or unpaid or paid very little. And then also when they're under the age of 18 and in prostitution. So I think it's also really important to note that if an individual is under the age of 18 or whatever the legal adult age is for your state, they cannot be willingly committing acts 
of sex for money. So it is not legal, basically. And right. at that point, it is trafficking. And so whether you recognize it or not, so that there are elements that have to be present for human trafficking to be taking place. And that is forced fraud and coercion. Whereas with minors, it kind of changes simply because of the age, I'm trying to think of the age of consent. Mm. Um, and so that's always really important to know. But also, I think it's vital that we know who to contact if we believe that this is taking place. And so it might not be happening to somebody that you know or within your own home, um, but taking some time to put the human trafficking hotline in your phone is really important um, because you might be completely off base. You might like be like, I think this is happening and that's not what's happening. But in the chance that it is what's taking place, knowing that the human trafficking hotline is, and that is a quick Google search, you can find it. It is in my cell phone, it is in my husband's cell phone, it is in whoever will put it in their phone in my right. life. Because <laughs> um, it's really important. Um, but then also knowing who to contact if you suspect it within your own state. And so in Texas specifically, you can contact the human trafficking hotline, but you also can um, contact the office of the attorney general. Um, and the, and they have a sector for human trafficking specifically. And so that would be the human trafficking and transnational organized crime section. Um, and that also is a quick Google search. All right. I just literally quickly Googled it. Um, so for those who may not have Google, um, it is a 24 seven, uh, hotline. You can even text the number as well, but the number to call is one eight eight eight. 373-7888. Or you can text help or info to 233-733. All right. So can you give um, a few statistics when it comes to human trafficking and uh, to, in Texas as it relates to substance abuse? Yeah. So there is a foundation called the Polaris Project, um, and they work specifically within the realm of human trafficking. And they have found that there are around 25 million people enslaved or being trafficked worldwide. Um, and then within Texas's attorney general's office, they've also taken some time to just figure out the numbers. Um, so at any given time in the state of Texas, there are 234,000 individuals being trafficked, wow. labor trafficked specifically, and then 79,000 victims of youth and minor sex trafficking in Texas. Oh, wow. Um, I think that the there's another common misconception, and that is that human trafficking can't happen to me or it doesn't happen around me. Um, but oftentimes it's hidden in plain sight. Um, so you might think that it's just a normal day on the block. Um, but recognizing that it can happen anywhere to anybody, it does not discriminate. Um, so it's not just targeting minority populations or affluent populations, but it's doing everything that's in between. Um, so educating yourself on what resources do I have? Are there any foundations within my area specifically that work with these individuals? Um, I know within the Dallas-Fort Worth area specifically, there is a new foundation um, called the Freedom Center, which it comes out of Christine Kane's nonprofit organization, um, A21, that works specifically with trafficked individuals. And so people that are exiting that lifestyle. Um, I also think that it's important to note that an individual might be being trafficked and they might fight you. Like they might be like, you don't know what I'm going through, or they might return to their trafficker. And it's really easy for us to say, why would you do that? Right. You're insane. 
Um, but it's just like any other trauma bond um, and there's safety and chaos. And so it's about being somebody that is a safe person, giving that individual space to speak on their experience and not telling them that their experience is invalid. All right. <clears throat> so um, just an, another question, side question. Uh, you said that um, human trafficking doesn't discriminate. So do we see it more common in uh, males, females, or is it about the same? Yeah, so actually there is a slight imbalance um, that is geared towards women when it comes to trafficking, which is the stereotype anyways. Right. Um, but there are also, there tends to be targeted populations. And so any number of things can put you at risk or heighten your risk. Um, and it's a, it's similar with like substance abuse, where it's like, if you know that there's a history of chemical dependency in your family, that's not addiction, um, within your family, then you know that you're at a heightened risk for it. Um, and the same goes with human trafficking. And so it's like, they tend to target individuals that are outsiders, individuals that are loners that go alone. So that's why we suggest that you don't send your kids to the mall by themselves, um, right. because that is a hotspot for it. Um, as well as individuals that are within the LGBTQ plus community, um, homeless adults, as well as youth, um, individuals with substance abuse um, disorders and things of that nature um, tend to put us at a higher risk. And so it's about mitigating those risk factors in order to help avoid these situations, as well as meeting individuals with those risk factors with grace and compassion so that hopefully we're able to help lead them down a different path. Good. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Um, so is there anything else you would like to share before we close that? I know you gave a lot of information. I asked a lot of questions. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I just want to add, take time to get educated on this topic. It's something that is very prevalent. It's something that's consistently growing. Um, and it doesn't ever hurt to be educated. Um, I think that it helps us protect not only ourselves and our own families, but also our neighbors and, and the people that we just pass by every day on the street. Right. Um, and when you're educating yourself, check the sites that you're looking at. So don't just type in human trafficking facts into Google. I love Google. It's <laughs> always helpful. Um, looking into accredited foundations, governmental foundations, things like the Polaris Project or the United Nations documents and things of that nature will help you gain a better understanding as well as attending trainings um, and listening to people's stories will will educate you more than you know um, and open your eyes because after I've taken courses and and worked within this industry to some extent, um, I see it more than ever. And, it, and it's crazy to me because it's like, it's like when you buy a car and you're like, oh, I've never seen this car. Right. And then you see it all over the place. Yep. Um, and so I just would say, take the time, educate yourselves, buy into this because I believe that it is so important as human beings to protect others. Definitely. Thank you. As we conclude, I want to thank Karen for providing us with some useful information pertaining to human trafficking as it relates to substance abuse. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, remember, life is full of choices. Choose happy, choose healthy. Thank you, Karen. No problem.